What up, B-Rob? It's Hoppy. You know, a bird flew in my ass today. Yeah. I was sitting down in Central Park just relaxing, reading the newspaper. I felt fine. And then all of a sudden, swoop, right in my ass, a bird. A tiny bird the size of, oh, I don't know, the size of my palm. Really tiny. Really tiny. Just flew right in my butt without any explanation. What did I do? I'm getting to that. It's not every day a bird swoops downward and deliberately seeks shelter inside your private region. Am I right? Let me continue. I stand up for obvious reasons, and I proceed to wiggle my buttocks, but nothing. The bird won't come out, and I can feel its heartbeat pulsating. Strangest feeling, let me tell you. So I try walking it off. Still nothing. I started doing jumping jacks. Nothing. I began skipping, running up a hill, down a hill, nothing. So I dropped my drawers, and I dipped my ass in a pond, thinking it drowned. Nothing. I even went so far as to climb a fence and started scraping my bum across the grass, rocks, and dirt in order to free the fella. Like a dog scrapes his behind on a rug. You've seen that, right? But still, to no avail, nothing. The bird stayed deep inside, clinging to the darkest of holies. I was beginning to get fed up because, as one would imagine, I had a bird in my ass. And up until this point in time, I remained pretty calm about things. I was upset about the hole in my pants, however, and still am because the bird's entry, the small sucker, pierced through my suit pants. I guess he had no choice, but I paid good money for those pants. You see that? Hey, you. Oh, you, you see that? You see the hole this bird burrowed? Anyway, what was I to do? I mean, what would you do? Honestly, take a moment and think about this. What would you do if a tiny bird flew into your ass? You have an answer? Would you panic and scream? Would you freak out? Would you faint? Shit, would you enjoy it perhaps? Well, I experienced none of the above. I peacefully walked myself into the emergency and explained to the staff while sitting in Central Park reading my paper, a bird flew up and into my ass. At first, the doctors laughed, but when I bent over to show them, they became curious. And I told the doctor that I was willing for him to listen as proof that a bird resided in my tushy. Now, of course, the doctors thought I was mad, but a nurse, a sweet nurse, heard a noise. And everyone suddenly heard the noise because the bird was chirping. I had a chirping bird in my ass. What happened next? Well, I'll tell you. The staff made me rest on my stomach, strapped me, had x-rays done, which confirmed that there was indeed a bird in my rear. So I was rushed into surgery, and when I awoke, there was no more bird. I was fine. A little sore, but fine. I was given some painkillers, and that was it. I didn't even make the nose. Imagine. Strange. As far as the bird was concerned, he made it. He lived. They were unable to pull him. Oh, oh I mean, they were able. They were able to pull him out of my ace. Oh, huh. Miraculous. These doctors of the day. I know you're waiting on a joke, but it was miraculous. If you like that monologue, check out Joseph R. Nunn. Joseph R. Nunn is the founding editor in chief of the monologue blogger. In addition to running MB, Joseph is a filmmaker and producer who has had his films premiere at Festival of the Cannes, Court Matras, and Tribeca Cinema's Big Apple Film Festival. Here's Hoppy saying what's up. Hope y'all have a great week. Peace. You are now listening to Rock. Yay! Yeah! Yeah!
to the R, O to the B, coming at you with the funny, random rambling, talking about all the things that'll make that rain day sunny, yeah, it's hot and popping, fireball dropping, come get your laugh on, yeah, it's a concept, you know he be rocking, robbing the facts and all of the gossip, it don't matter where you are or who you with, you gotta tune right in, bring your girl into your girl to bring your friends, be Robbie Lid, tune in in your crib, in your whip, at your job, he got new shows every Sunday, and the rambling to rock. What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob, and I am here. Man, forget that normal intro. I'm hyped up. It's after midnight. That means it's Sunday. That means in a couple hours, it's going to be WrestleMania. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for coming back and listening to the podcast. If you have before, if you haven't, uh, yeah, this ain't normally the format for the intro. But then again, this is the random ramblings with Rob podcast, man It's late night. I watched NXT takeover earlier in the day. Pretty good. Um, sitting here in my little cave of man, man of cave, caveman. Uh, anyway. Got Lucha Underground on Netflix playing in the background. And I'm just hopped up on Mountain Dew. I went to Walmart today, of course. And I got all kind of cakes and pies. I got two slices of cake. I got a little tray of uh, mini uh, red velvet cupcakes. I got uh, Patty LaBelle's banana pudding tray. Which is motherfucking delicious. If you haven't had one, you should get one. Uh, what else? Um, some muffins, chocolate chip muffins. Uh, I'm a muff diver. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, and two slices of cake, yellow cake and vanilla cake. So I had the sweet tooth. Like over this whole past week, I've been eating. Nothing but like vegetables and drinking all the waters. I ain't have not now drop of alcohol in a long time. Even though it sounds like I'm intoxicated right now, I'm not. I'm just uh, delirious. Uh, I'm on the wrestling binge right now. I'm trying to finish season two of Lucha Underground. I'm on episode, what, 17, 18. I started two days ago and I'm trying to get through all goddamn 26 episodes in their hour piece. It's 26 hours of motherfucking wrestling on top of three hour raw on top of two hour SmackDown on top of NXT on top of 205 live NXT takeover. Then 12 hours of WrestleMania tomorrow. So I'm be goddamn wrestled out. <laughs> And uh, speaking of wrestling, my guest today is Jordan Garber. He is a wrestling professional wrestling journalist. He writes articles and things and such for different wrestling publications. And he is also a fellow podcaster. He hosts his own podcast, which the name escapes me right now because I'm not looking at my his Twitter account and you know I don't take notes and do research and shit so booyah I think it's the damn now with uh, Jordan Garber if I'm wrong <laughs> I'm wrong 
It's not like I haven't been wrong before. But anyway, got some things I want to clear up. I got some air that I want to fucking clear before we get into the podcast proper. Like it was April motherfucking fools yesterday. My baby girl, <laughs> we sitting at the table eating some lunch and shit. And um, she was like, dad, is today April 1st? I was like, yeah, it sure is. She's like, uh, it's April Fool's Day? I was like, yes, it sure is. He's like, oh, okay. Not even a second or so later, she was like, Dad, don't move. You got a spider on your head. And, you know, I played into it. I was like, oh, no. Uh, she's like, April Fool's. So I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> but anyway, that's not the air that I'm trying to clear. Motherfuckers got some problems with the motherfucking Iron Fist show. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was all right. Then again, I'm not into the comic books and everything like everybody else. Uh, whatever. I mean, I like what I like. I don't read into too much shit. When I get, watch something, I kind of turn my brain off unless it's just that damn glaringly obvious that something is amiss. But um, that's just me. I mean, what 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 do you think? Give me some feedback. I already talked with my man on the uh, Kung Fu Drive Through podcast. Them over there on the naked porch and all that talking about is okay. Black hashtag Blackout podcast saying not so much. So I mean, everybody got a variety of opinions, and um, I would like to say all of them suck. <laughs> Nah, I'm just playing, but eh, it is what it is. Can't please everybody, but that ain't the air I'm trying to clear either. Um, just recently was my birthday. Yay. I'm another motherfucking year older. I got damn gray hairs on top of gray hairs. And that was even, <laughs> I didn't know I had them until like I got out of the military. Cause you know, I can't grow my face hair and everything out. So to my surprise, I got face hair. That's great and shit. And this, you know, I, I said it once before. I mean, my kids have been alive the life of my military career. They've only known me to be in the military their whole life. So when I got out, this is their first time seeing me with face hair and everything. So I'm with the baby, which, you know, it's funny as hell to me because, I mean, she fucking six and we in the damn hygiene aisle over there in walmart and um we on the same aisle with the just for men products and she like daddy you should get you some just for me for your beard i was like you little <laughs> but still that ain't the air i'm clearing birthday um for my birthday mrs b-rob blessed me with um a, a presence on the podcast so we had listener questions from, you know, Ray and Sean and everybody sent some questions in for her to answer. It was her special episode on my birthday. And one of the questions that was posed to her came from Sean from the Horror Block Podcast. I said Sean's name three times already, so you should have been taking three shots. And this question was if um, Denzel Washington took my wife out on a date or some shit. And he went in for a kiss. Would she kiss him? And I was like, I already know the answer. I mean, she ain't going to kiss Denzel Washington old ass. 
or whatever. And to my surprise, she was like, hell yeah, kiss Denzel. I'd probably give him a little tongue and shit too. You can hear the audio. You can go back in the archive and listen to that episode. And I'm sitting there like, ha ha ha, it's whatever. This is hypothetical. You can say whatever the fuck you want. So, and I ain't got to worry about no other motherfucking dude. I'm confident in myself and in, in my marriage. I ain't no no dude that ain't gonna come between me and my old lady, Mrs. B. Rob. But, <laughs> but there's only one man I know that will come between me and her, and that's motherfucking Bruce Lee. And I ain't got to worry about that motherfucker because he dead. He died a long time ago. <laughs> uh, I'm not speaking ill of the dead. I'm just saying. So get some. We get the episode out there and everything, and I'm hearing feedback from uh, Naked Porch and everybody else. The sun questions in and what I posed to them in turn, my own question. I was like, so Ray, I mean, uh, Sean, see, that's another drink. Sean, that's another drink. I need to stop saying it. Hey, where the hell am I in this scenario? <laughs> so I'm just going, I was like, is this some indecent proposal type shit? Are you offering my wife, uh, me, a million dollars to have a evening with my wife or some shit. Is that's how, how it's going down with Denzel or whatever? And uh, Ray broke it down for me. He told me what happened, how I wound up in this scenario. Apparently, I stole a bus and spray painted Mrs. B. Rob's. I mean, yeah, I spray painted. I love Mrs. B. Rob on side of this bus. I took it. I drove around and I. Uh, freaking high speed chase like some speed type shit I couldn't go under 50 miles an hour or my shit was gonna blow up but not really some shit like that but yeah high speed chase cops chasing me and I jump out the bus butt ass naked running around and cops tase me and shit so I'm like dog why you gotta put me out there like that why I gotta be butt naked and tased and shit (laughs) so Ray made this whole freaking bizarro hyper reality to where I'm a motherfucker stealing buses and running around uh, professing my love for Mrs. B-Rob spray painted on buses as I terrorize the city with my speed and antics and I'm in jail and I guess Denzel took her out for a charity event he tried to get a little bit of extra charity on the back end if you know what I'm saying wink wink hint hint innuendo sex type and i <laughs> i didn't take kindly to that why i gotta be all fucked up i gotta get tased by the cops i gotta be butt naked and then they brought up that i'm gonna be hashtag fucking blackout podcast got in on it talking about i'm outside uh freaking was enjoying steak and blowjob day now i'm inside being somebody else's steak job Steak and steak job, <laughs> steak, fucking, and BJ in prison. They hold me out, all kind of crap. They just slandered my name, all because Danzel wanted to kiss my motherfucking wife. I fucked Danzel Washington up, old sorry ass motherfucker. I make sure he on lockdown, Pelican Bay, twenty three hours a day, no sunlight, no wreck. <laughs> that was terrible, terrible, Terry. It was terrible. But anyway, you motherfuckers, stop putting me in fucked up hypothetical situations. (laughs) And 
how about that story from Happy Rogers? <laughs> I was looking for the punchline, dog. I was looking for the end of the joke and everything. But yeah, he was just monologuing. That's what he do. Happy send me all the voicemails. He is the voicemail champion. He's the champion of all voicemails, even the ones that's not on my show. He, he owned all the voicemails. He the king of voicemails. He the king of emails. He the king of females. He the king of regular mails. He the king of postage mail. He the king of chain mail. Uh, he's the king of uh, the things. Anyway, I rambled. Hey, hence the name of the show. And uh, a lot of it wasn't coherent. I don't give a fuck. Uh, but that's over with. <laughs> now we go get into this edition of the Random Rambles with Rob podcast featuring Jordan Garber. Hello. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good. Perfect. So how, how are you, my friend? I'm Jordan. Nice to meet you. And I... uh yeah, I just thought I'd try to get on as many podcasts as I can. I'm actually in the business, so uh, as many uh, podcasts I can get my face out there, it's uh, perfect for me. So Sweet. You, Where are you guys based? Are you guys, I saw something on your Twitter from Lake Charles to Houston, so I'm assuming either or. Yeah, um, that's where I'm originally from. I'm from um, Lake Charles, Louisiana, but I currently stay in Houston, Texas. Oh, great. Cool. I love Houston, actually. I'm like a huge fan of the sports scene there and the hip-hop scene. It's great. I love Houston. It's awesome. Sweet beans. I'm from Winnipeg. I don't know if you heard of it, but it's pretty far up north in Canada. So um, <laughs> I'm quite a ways away. It's I mean, kind of the opposite of Houston, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so, how, I mean, how'd that even work? I mean, you up there in Winnipeg, how you hear about, you know, what's going down here in Houston? Oh, you know, I'm a big sports fan. Like, I'm a huge Houston Rockets fan. Uh, I, I used to watch hockey, like the AHL. So they had, like, the Houston Arrows, and they have the – of course, i seen an Astros game before at Minute Maid Park. That was fun. Uh, well, I didn't see a game, actually. I was a typo. My uncle saw a game. He caught a ball from the stands and tossed it to me. So just overall, from what I heard about Houston, it seems like a cool place. And uh, – uh, I'm, me being a fan of uh, hip-hop and rap uh, makes me uh, like Houston as well just because of their underground rap scene and the way it was in the 90s up there is definitely bumping and uh, the wrestling history for sure. Houston's just the perfect city, you know? I've never heard bad things about it. Well, the only thing you're about to hear bad about Houston is the traffic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I hate traffic. I don't like waiting too long, so that might be one issue, but besides that, I don't think it's uh, too bad. <laughs> yeah. Shit, I mean, what? how did you get into hip-hop? I just started listening. I literally, like, I don't do hip-hop. I have a friend that, like, uh, who's a rapper, but he, he didn't really uh, make it big or anything. He just did a few local shows there and just stuff like that. Just a few local shows in front of, like, 20, 30 people, nothing crazy. But he actually, uh, he got me to listen to a Nas mixtape, his uh, first ever album. So I listened to it. And it's like the lyrics that are coming out, it's like, this is real rap. This is like not the stuff we're listening to nowadays. It's this stuff definitely means something and the beat means something and it has a memory and it just kind of flows through your head forever. It makes you want to listen to more. So ever since I listened to that first song by Nas, The World Is Yours, yeah. I kind of fell in love with the 90s hip hop scene. 
Sweet beans. I like it. Are you a fan yourself? Yeah, I mean, I'm not as, just like how you said, I'm not so much into the music that's out now as I was with the music back then. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, I, I get around here and there. I'm, I find myself, um, now that I do a podcast and everything, I listen to more independent artists and most of those people I try to get on my podcast. Oh, that's respectable. You know, you gotta, I, resp- I respect and support the independent artists because if they're putting out good music, they need to have as many sources as they can for promotion to, and yeah. it just helps. It's just good for music. I totally agree. And that's why, I mean, I put my email out there. I put my voicemail out there for anybody that like can, they can reach out to me so they can promote their music or whatever it is. I don't care. I mean, that's what this podcast is for, for self-promotion and promotion of others. Well, that's greatly appreciated because uh, without podcasts like this, it's, uh, it kind of, ha- it, it, if there weren't podcasts like this, it would be like less fun for me because it's like, I, I like being on different podcasts and sharing my views and telling my story and just talking wrestling. It's just another, th- another show that I was on and it's another memory. So it's, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to make it happen tonight. Sweet. And you bring up professional wrestling. How did you get hooked into it, sir? Uh, I kind of started just when my mom wouldn't let me watch wrestling. I was a kid and like, uh, she would never let me watch wrestling on TV. And of course me being a kid and being rebellious when she said, don't watch wrestling on TV. And she left the room. I said to myself, I'm going to watch wrestling on TV. So <laughs> I watched wrestling on TV and eventually she found out she'd always like, uh, I'd always peek a corner, see if she was there, but she'd always know. So she ended up buying me the, uh, the WWE SmackDown Shut Your Mouth video game. Wow. And I remember playing that game. And then just from that, there on, I think it was three or four years later, she eventually let me watch wrestling, which was like Monday Night Raw in 2007. So I think shortly after that, I uh, kind of got in contact with Facebook and kind of found a few local promotions down in the area. And I think that was in 2008 found a company named Steel Town Pro Wrestling, asked my dad to go down to a show, and there, here I am now. So it's quite the journey. Word. So, you, I mean, you still working with that promotion now? or? Oh, that promotion doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. Uh, but it was definitely one of the training grounds for some of the best local wrestlers we have up in Winnipeg here today. So it was uh, one of those promotions that was that Saturday night tradition to go down to Selkirk, which is like 20 kilometers out of Winnipeg. Uh, to check out some re- local wrestling, it was perfect. They, it used to be, mean so much to me. Now, actually, like going to the shows and it, you kind of get adjusted to it more. But you know, me be going to those SPW shows as a kid is something I would definitely do all over again. Sweet, That's, man. Yeah, I mean, you talk fondly of it. I mean, uh, so I give you my disclaimer. Uh, when I have guests on the show, I don't do any background or any research or anything. It's just, just a general conversation. We can talk about anything and everything that you want. So I'm looking at your Twitter now, and it says Alrighty. professional wrestling journalist. I mean, what is that? I mean, I know what it is, but I mean, what is your take on that? I mean, what do you do? Well, what I do is I provide articles that express my opinion on professional wrestling and send them to uh, many wrestling websites around the world. There are mainly interviews where uh, former big names, the likes of Maria Canellas, the Mike Tanays, the Magnuses, uh, who else? Just a handful. There's a handful of Mickey J. Henson. 
Mr. Kennedy, DJZ, and I think I'm missing a few others. Mr. An- did I already say Mr. Anderson? You said Mr. I Kennedy. I, I think it's the same person, though. <laughs> uh, it's a few. I didn't really reach this uh, whole headline level that much, but what I've done is I did these interviews with these uh, um, big names, and I've created press releases out of them, and that's how you get all the... Uh, all the inside scoops from the dirt sheets about what former wrestlings are doing what on the um, over the internet and stuff like that. So each interview got a reach of over a million. I, it was a good exposure just uh, just to get started. Uh, mainly what I would do as a wrestling journalist on the daily is do some Thursday night uh, analysis on Thursday night AMP for angrymarks.com, which is what I do, uh, some raw reviews, stuff like that. And that's on a weekly show, and it's mostly on every Thursday. And then pretty much that, you know, interviewing pro wrestlers, giving my take on the business mm-hmm. on podcasts and writing some articles. It's uh, definitely something that uh, I've been enjoying since I was a kid. Sweet. Now, we, we kind of got a feel for where you got into wrestling, but what made you decide to sit there and want to write about it? You know, I there's a lot of sensitive topics of when I decided to write on professional wrestling, and I'm not going to weigh in too much on that. But um, I like to kind of give me a sec. My friend's outside. Mm -hmm. What it it really inspired me to write for pro wrestling was my father. You know, my dad was a blues artist and he he uh, made a name for himself, you know, doing a lot of blues articles. So when my dad taught me the writing, it was uh, interesting. And it kind of put my put me in a step in the right direction for a wrestling writing career, which I was really was really enjoyable. Sweet. So it's kind of like a family deal. Kind of is, you know, my dad growing up writing music for the blues and well, not music for the blues, but doing like reports and articles, traveling the state. Giving his advice. So I found a lot of inspiration through my father. I owe him a lot. And uh, he's one of the reasons why I'm in the wrestling business today. Cool. What what you get? You get a number two, three, four, some chicken nuggets. I got myself some a McChicken meal with an upsized fries and like a medium root beer. I can tell. And you. He, my friend said he doesn't upsize it, so I'm stuck with a medium. That's okay though. <laughs> I can't tell you the last time I had a soda. I used to have this problem when I was a kid. I would never want to drink water. I would only want to drink soda, and it landed me in the hospital a couple times. From drinking soda? Yeah, not drinking water, just straight soda. <laughs> well, all that sugar intake too. You know, your each soda you have is like forty-five grams of sugar. So you're gonna you're gonna drink a soda, or some kids even chug a soda, and then they have no water intake or no healthy diet. It's very that's it's a huge reason. Like I think pop is pretty much as harmful as cigarettes. Yeah, so I mean, I'm pretty much on water, Gatorade, some juices, and. Maybe some alcohol, but <laughs> well, it. you know, it's unfortunate because I'm definitely, I definitely drink all that stuff. So I gotta, I gotta work on not drinking that as much. Very unfortunate. Right. From the time that you started, uh, about when was the time frame from the time that you started watching wrestling to when you started writing about wrestling? Yeah, I started watching wrestling at around the age of 13, 14. I was really passionate about it, and I remember playing with all my action figures and everything. 
And after kind of getting adjusted to the Steel Town Pro Wrestling crew back in 2009 and uh, meeting all the guys backstage for the first time and doing all that, I had my first job actually working. I know you guys in Houston won't hear of this, but I was a street cleaner in Winnipeg. I was like 14 years old. It was my first job. And I was picking up garbage in the street. And I was walking through an area by the name of St. James. And I remember I was 14 years old, 14, 15. And I said, I'm going to interview professional wrestlers. This is what I'm going to do. And uh, from there on, I started doing some small interviews and I worked my way up. I don't really do the interview, the email interviews that much anymore, but I definitely uh, digressed from doing some podcasts. And it was de- it's definitely great because it's all the names you meet in the business, all the names you've seen as a kid, finally seeing them face to face or listening to them on a podcast or interviewing them on a podcast. It's larger than life. It's great. It's, a, it's an excellent feeling. Sweet. I mean, it's, it's, so it just hits you just like that. I'm right? just like, all right, I'm picking up trash. Boom. I want to write about wrestling now. <laughs> I think from that one day I was walking past the Bomber Stadium, I think from there on I always wanted to be involved in pro wrestling. I think I took a two-year break in 2010 to 2012 because I was a really big fan of baseball. I was starting to appreciate sports as much as I could. And uh, it was really uh, – I really enjoyed it. I used to collect autographs and do stuff like that. But then I went to a school by the name of Technical Vocational High School. It's just a crummy uh, broadcasting school in Winnipeg. It's, a, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> it, it didn't teach you the – it taught you a little bit of the skills that you needed. It kind of gave you that – more than anything, the school gave me a mindset to succeed. Uh, so going through their broadcasting program and uh, being a part of the Winnipeg Invitational Tournament, which is like this small little basketball tournament that Winnipeg holds – and it's on Shaw TV. So I started doing some local TV uh, reporting with that WIT tournament. And from there on in, I started doing podcasts. And I think that from that day on was when I started to make a name for myself in the whole wrestling world. Sweet. Um, is the podcast, that, when you started podcasting, is it that the current podcast that you do now or you're doing a different one now? Oh, that was in 2013, so that was quite a long time ago. I believe then I was working for Helena Form Radio, so I was just starting out, trying to get my face out there and uh, just see what I could work with. And I had a solid stint with Helena Form Radio for a year. Then I started working with the, the guy by the name of Bruce Hart in 2014. And then in 2015, uh, Brady Hicks led me to where I am now, and that's with the VOC Nation. And I also signed with... Uh, angry marks in 2014 and i'm still there now and it's i'm not gonna lie they're such a great crew and a part of doing that and being on all the local shows in winnipeg here it's uh it's cool because it opens your eyes about the business and makes you love it sweet I can dig it. from the t- from the time that you started uh writing about professional wrestling all the way up until now i mean how much has everything changed as far as technology or just anything in general I miss it. You know, I miss the old days where I can just like go to the shows back in 2009, 2010, because there wasn't any stress. I think technology nowadays creates stress Um, with all the phones and texts and Facebooks that people have. uh, It makes it hard for people to even pay attention to their job, let alone me. (laughs) I get tons of messages on Facebook and Twitter. And honestly, quite frankly, it's annoying. I think the whole new technology age is kind of just it's nice to have, but it's it's unfortunately it's there all the time you know i love my twitter but i don't do much more than that twitter and spotify that's all i can pretty much uh handle in this new technology world 
Okay. Not like, I mean, because, I mean, you're a journalist. I mean, it's like your job to get the scoops and everything like that. You know, just like how you said, everybody got a camera phone and all this other mess. I mean, how does that work for you when you go to like a show and you got to write a piece about something? Then by the time you, you know, formulate it and craft it, you know, people shooting shooting videos out about whatever it is that you're writing about. Yes, and I, I still use technology to its fullest advantage. I think cameras are fantastic. Like, I'm not going to say all that in a nutshell and bash on technology because technology does help me do what I do. I have a friend who I'm with, like, right now who's about to come over soon that makes videos and helps me that with my wrestling stuff. So uh, I just like it when technology is used the right way. Maybe that was the term I was going to express a little bit more. And yeah. when I do go to the shows, the local shows, I usually just have my uh, Samsung S5 and I have my voice recorder and I'm ready to go for my uh, audio interviews. And they're usually only 10 to 20 minutes, so I usually get the job done. I also have an editor on hand as well. So uh, I stick to the basics. I stick to my phone recorder when I'm at the shows and when I'm at the doing my articles. And I just write point form notes. And I definitely take advantage of each point form note I make. And I try to add more and more to it. And that's how I kind of generate my articles. Oh, shit, man. You you use way more professional than what the shit I'm doing. <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm not the most professional, but I have my moments. I try my best. Yeah. So what do you think about um, everything going on with uh, WrestleMania so far? Well, you know, I was talking on Facebook today. We'll do some negatives. The negative is, why do we have Neville against Aries on the pre-show when these two are fantastic talents? But yet, Braun Strowman, like, I know he's in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, but it's an example. Braun Strowman, a guy who I don't really, I don't know, your, your opinion might differ, but I don't really value him as a worker. I don't think he's a good worker. And he's on the, uh, he's on the main show. I just think it's... Uh, it's important where card placement is, uh, according to wrestlers, especially that deserve it, like Aries and Neville. So it's yeah. uh, uh, besides that, uh, Jericho and Owens is going to be fantastic. Goldberg and Lesnar is overhyped, and I think, uh, yeah. but we should definitely see what happens. Uh, what do you think about Brock Lesnar against Goldberg? It's exciting, but we know that this match isn't going to last long. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, from what I've been saying about this whole WrestleMania card is just. I just want to see what happens. That's all I want to do because, I mean, I can't properly predict any of this stuff. I mean, we've seen stuff with uh, Goldberg and Lesnar so far. It's just been like, boom, in and out, and it's done. But, I mean, is it really going to be a 10-minute match at WrestleMania or even beyond that? But um, I understand why they're doing it. And, then you know, but I don't agree with it. But then again, it's not my company. <laughs> Because exactly. uh, they got a new belt, and they're just trying to put some name value and get some eyes on it. Well, like I was explaining on Facebook, too, you know, our, it might not be the greatest, like, card of all time, but I'm, me as a fan, I'm still going to sit there, and I'm still going to watch, and I'm still going to give it a chance. And then and then after WrestleMania, I could provide my full educated thoughts yeah. on what I thought. No, because I thought I've, anyone who sees it has an educated opinion because they bought that show. Mm -hmm. So... After I watch the show fully, I'll definitely uh, give a report on it. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still going to go to my uncle's on Sunday. I'm still going to check it out. But uh, I'm just, it's just wrestling's not what it used to be. But hopefully uh, that changes. I know Jeff Jarrett was saying that he had a vision uh, currently in pro wrestling. So, you know, 
it's just a weird time in our society and in professional wrestling. So, you know, time will tell to see uh, when the business gets stronger and stronger. Yeah. I mean, I think they're definitely making some strides upward as opposed to downward. I could agree with that as well, because, you know, at least we're better than the slate that we were at a year ago, you know. Yeah, I can definitely agree with that because, shit, there has never been a point in time to where I didn't want to watch wrestling. I think there was only maybe a two-year span between 2002 and 2003 to where I couldn't actually watch it because I was deployed, so I didn't have access to it. But I've always watched professional wrestling, but like I can't remember exactly the years, but there was just like a couple years back to where I was just like, man, why am I even watching this right now? (laughs) I know. And, you know, everyone, I'm like that at the same time. At the same time, too. And, you know, it's funny because, um, like, my friends, um, they, they hate the business. Like, there's, like, I don't know. Like, not all of my friends, but my friends just bash at it and make fun of it. And it's, like, you know, it's unfortunate because it's, like, you, it, other people's opinions differ. And it, it kind of, the way rest WWE was last year kind of make people, people form those opinions, if you kind of know what I mean. With the whole Roman Reigns hate and just, I don't know, man. It's just a crazy time. What's your opinions on Roman Reigns? Uh, Roman Reigns, you know, I can't hate the guy. He's like, he can only do his job to get over. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I just think like WWE is just depending on him too much. They're pumping too much into him and there's not enough results happening. You know, just kind of throw him on the mid card for a while and let him chill. You know, they're just doing trying to do too much with the guy. But him against Undertaker at Mania, I have a feeling that might be a sh- that might be a shocker. That might be a good match, and I'm going to give that a chance. Yeah, I see, and that's what I'm like. I was saying earlier, man. I just I can't properly call any of this stuff. I just can't wait to see how it's going to unfold in front of my eyes. Absolutely. But you know, I I mostly for the most of it. I just used to watch wrestling the most when I was a kid. But I'll, I'll still catch up my catch up on my Monday Night Raw highlights and uh, check out WrestleMania. So uh, definitely, the wrestling is still there. Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I had the only means to access I had to it was going to a video store and renting tapes. So now that I got unlimited access or whatever, it's just like, man, we got a sh- three-hour show Monday, two-hour show Tuesday. Then got NXT Wednesday as as well as 205 Live. And then, what, you got Lucha Underground out there. I don't know if you watch any of that. Then they got... Um, Yes, indeed I do. It's on Netflix now, too. Have you checked it out? Yeah, I'm trying to catch up with season two. I'm going to... I think I just watched the first episode yesterday. I just started getting to watch it on Netflix just because I've been so busy with work. But I'm definitely watching episode two tonight. Yeah, I think I'm... Into season two up to episode three or four. This is where I originally stopped at when it was actually on TV. For sure. Well, I do have a solid five minutes left on the podcast. Do you mind if I uh, plug some, some of my stuff on the podcast tonight? Nah, man. Go ahead. All you, homie. That'd be aw- That's awesome. Thank you. Um, for Twitter, you can follow me at Jordan J. Garber for all the up-to-date information on future shows I am, among other things. 
every Thursday night. Check out Jordan Garber on Thursday night AMP on angrymarks.com. I was explaining earlier in this interview is basically that's my weekly analysis. That's kind of the core of my journalism is Angry Marks. So check that out. Jordan Garber now on VOCNation.com is coming back soon. Stay tuned on my Twitter for that. Like my Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Jordan J. Garber. My Insta, at Jordan J. Garber. And my Snapchat, at Jordan J. Garber. And uh, just, I'm living the dream. I'm living life as positive as I can. And wrestling is there to fuel it up. So as long as I'm on great podcasts like yours, uh, things are going to continue to go well for Jordan Garber. All right, man. I appreciate your time. And um, I'll see you next time, dude. Sounds good. Have a good night, bro. I really appreciate Mr. Jordan. He ain't give me no motherfucking McDonald's, but that's okay. I said, I should I say Mr. Garber? And that because Jordan is his first name. You don't put the Mr. on there unless you're pronouncing it wholly and you're saying Mr. Jordan Garber. So, <laughs> anyway. Appreciate him being on the show. Matter of fact, he he how this all came to be. Some me um well he didn't send me shit. He gave me a follow on Twitter, followed him back. You know, I I get everybody with the auto DM <laughs> and um he asked, could he be on the show? And I was like, fucking right. I don't care. Anybody can be on the show. So that's how it happened. And you too can be a part of the show. Anybody's welcome. This is everybody's show. This is not just my show. I do it just because. But this show is for you, the listener, or the musician, or the artist, or the cosplayer, or the gamer, or the fellow podcaster, wrestler, actor, porn actor, whatever. Whatever you do, whatever you do to put creativity out in the world for others to enjoy, this show is for you. It's an open platform. We can talk about anything and everything. You want to plug all the things you're doing, not your orifices. But this show is for you to do that. I like to just talk to crazy people. Well, I ain't calling you crazy specifically if you want to be on the show. I'm just saying I just like to talk to everybody. I talk about anything. I talk about uh, mm, bubble gum is delicious. The shittiest bubble gum is bubble yum bubble gum. Because you get that first minute and a half of good chew, all the flavor and the sugar and everything. And then it's just a fucking bland piece of rubber that you're chewing on. And we could talk about that for two hours if you want to. (laughs) Yeah. Also, it's almost WrestleMania. Anyway, the way you can get in contact with me, you could do so a, a variety of ways. You could do so by accessing your Twitter account and hit me up at it's B Rob I T S B R O B for wrestling talk and other general shenanigans. You can do it with that account. The show also has its own individual Twitter and you can find that by searching at wait for it. Wait for it. R R R underscore podcast that's three r's underscore podcast and that's uh for anything having to do with the show episodes guest retweets uh plugs not you 
butt plugs, none of that. Um, also, I have a website. It's randomrobcast.com. Um, you can find everything also pertaining to the show on the website. You can see the guest list. You can see um, all the music from the artists that have been on the podcast. A shout out to Sabrina Fala. She was the previous guest on the last episode. And you can see articles that I've written that's there from when I first opened the website and I haven't used since <laughs> because I ain't a writing motherfucker. Um, also is ways to help the show. You can buy merch and, um, Ray brought up to my attention that my Amazon links aren't visible. Maybe his computer is just shitty and he couldn't see them, but I'm gonna have to fix that, but I'm gonna get some stuff up there. I have Amazon links. You just click on the Amazon link whenever I put them back up on the website and it'll take you to Amazon and you're not paying extra for anything, but whatever you purchase through Amazon with my links, I get a little bit on the back end. Not on my back end, because like I said, hypothetically, I ain't going to prison and being nobody damn staking blowjob date, motherfuckers. Um, also, you can be a patron. I got a patron account. You can donate to the show and I give you some cool incentives like free digital downloads for movies, uh, stuff for if you're a gamer, Xbox live passes, uh, PlayStation store passes, uh, all that stuff. I even make you something cool with these motherfucking hands. I make something cool for you. Ask Jody B. I sent him a little package, made him a bracelet with his initials on it, gave him some random rams with Rob stickers and everything. So, yeah, you're not just uh, helping the podcast expand and grow. You're also getting some cool shit. If I get enough people to contribute to the show, I'm going to make even more stuff to give you. I'm thinking about doing a loot crate, baby. But that's only if you have an interest in that. That's just stuff I want to do for you. Because what you're doing for me is listening to me. Doing for me, listening to me ramble my mouth. (laughs) And anything you give to the show is ultimately benefiting you. Because you give them to me to give back to you. It all works out. Also, look me up on Instagram. I'm running around Walmart making videos and all kinds of things, baby. So, that's it. Around my mouth. Hey, if you're listening, uh, you heard the custom made theme song at the top of the um, the show, made by my man, formerly known as Overdose Tones Gordon or whatever. And then you heard the one from Sean. Take another shot from Harvey Lockwood last week. Then I got a couple from Alex and Ray from the Naked Porch Podcast. And hey, if you've got the creative juices and everything and you want to do something random for me, random, and you want to make me an intro track, it can be any kind of thing. It can be random as fuck. It, it can have nothing to do with the show. It doesn't matter. The only thing that I require is you put my little daughter's voice drop in there. You are now listening to the Random Ramblings with Rob Podcast. That's the only thing you got to put in there. Not me saying it but i can get you the materials to put in the thing so if you're interested in doing that hit me up i just gave you the twitter information gave you the website information hey if you want to send me an old-fashioned email and it's weird to say old-fashioned email because that technology is old but it's technology nonetheless and technology is like technology and things send me an email at random robcast at outlook 
gmail.com. Hey, if you're a musical artist or whatever or whatever the fuck, you can send your music to that email address and I'll play it as bonus content on the show. Also, if you want to leave me a voicemail like Hoppy did at the top, you can do so by dialing 304-TALK-ROB. That's 304-825-5762. Yeah, I'm done. See you next time.